Hello, everybody. Ben Moggers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, the news, the reports surrounding the Toronto Raptors haven't really stopped since the, the Raptors season has finished. And we got a weird one right now. And apparently the Charlotte Hornets are going to be going hard after Sergi Baca this summer. Obviously, Sergi Baca come, becoming a free agent. This report coming from Legion Hoops Ross, who's been sort of leading the way with all these Raptors reports. But the Hornets looking to make a big run at signing Serge. What, is, what does this mean for the Raptors? What does this mean going forward free agency? What are your just thought, initial thoughts on this Riker first Ben bring on the news baby that's what the offseason is all about and that's that's mm-hmm. what makes it so fun and Ben can I just start this podcast with something ridiculous just something absolutely crazy go for is, it brother okay so get <laughs> brace yourself strap yourself in if you're listening so next season's payroll the Raptors are going to have one assuming the Raptors were successful in re-signing Serge Ibaka who's going to be a plus 20 million dollar guy they'll have one two three for I think five guys plus $20 million, okay? Five guys on the roster commanding over $20 million. There's only one guy commanding over $20 million currently on the 2020-2021 salary for the Charlotte Hornets, and it's Nicholas Batum. <laughs> Batum is their <laughs> highest-paid guy, and it's a player option, and he'd be crazy not to pick up Ben. That is absurd. That is – that's just – Nicholas Batum, I I can't even remember the last time I've seen him play a basketball game, Ben. So you can see why these guys are going out. They need to match somebody up with who who's their their up and coming guy, Graham. What's his name? Yeah, Devonte Graham, Graham, Terry Rozier, those players, PJ Washington. They got a nice couple of young players. Yeah, and their history of bigs or over the past couple seasons has been relying on what Cody Zeller as their starting center. So you can see Biz why they want a a true scorer Beyond. and a guy who's pretty decent at defense. Hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I can, like, it, it goes both ways. Like, I see the Hornets just want talent. The Hornets just want a team that's mildly respectable. And it, I do find it interesting, though, that they're if they're willing to pay Sergi Baca big money, which is what it's going to take for them to snag Sergi Baca off a title contender, or at least a, a top tier playoff team, depending on how you value the Raptors. But they're going to need to come in with the bag to get Serge to leave. He came out with a video saying that he wants to stay and all that sort of stuff. But again, with the current Charlotte Hornet center, Bismack Biombo, he wanted to stay with the Raptors. But if the price is high enough, Riker, no player will be able to turn it down. And you know, it's it's really interesting with the Hornets, because I see they need talent and all that sort of stuff. But they let their best player in franchise history just walk for essentially nothing. Well, they let him walk in free agency. They got Terry Rozier and signed him to a big deal. But, you know, they they weren't willing to pay him. But they're coming in and being free agent rumored to get Serge Ibaka. I find that kind of interesting, Riker. Well, it's definitely interesting, Ben. And you look at what's happening around the league with teams that are historically or consistently out of the playoffs. You look at they just held, held a... a town or city council meeting in phoenix and there was a lot of discontent over people just being like the general or the owner of the team is not willing to invest into big talent and and big mm-hmm. names of course I, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily true they they have tried to make moves but i think you could say the exact same thing about charlotte as a franchise they've been stuck at a very low position in the east for years it seems and if they have the ability now with a couple of decent young up-and-coming guards to put a legitimate big around them and maybe make a little bit of ripples i mean obviously this wouldn't turn them into a contender by any stretch they they'd probably still be lucky to hit that eighth or seventh seed if they picked up Serge Ibaka but it makes 
it makes sense to me having the cap space and having that glaring need at the center or power forward position, especially the way Serge Ibaka demonstrated his skills this season, Ben, that they'd be looking for a guy like that. Yeah, no, I like I see both hands of it, and it's just a really kind of out of left field report, and we've seen a few of those kind of happen since the break, and I guess with the pandemic, not people not sure where the cap's going to be, people knowing that you're going to have to get butts in the seats when the fans come back because you want to gain those losses that teams lost, obviously, with the the second half of the season being lost for at least 10 of these teams, including the Charlotte Hornets, so I definitely see where you're coming from right there, and we're just going to say it here. There's no way Serge Ibaka goes to the Hornets if they're not offering him a ridiculous contract. Because he... Yeah. Well, let me ask yeah. you a question, though, Ben. Let's say $28 million is the number. Let's let's just throw that out there. Again, they have cap space. Let's just say $28 million is the number. Do we both agree that the Raptors would not match $28 million to Serge Ibaka to keep him around if that's what it took? If he said, all right... Toronto, I'm out of here if you don't match 28 mil. Do we both agree that they'd say, well, see you later? Well, so th- that's the big question because Sergi Bach is in an interesting place. We just had the video on Fred Van Vliet. Definitely check that out if you haven't. The Knicks are interested in him. But Sergi Bach is an older player. He's a guy that has already had his long-term contract. Obviously, the Raptors signed him to that three- or four-year deal a few years back. So he he's gotten his big payday. And when players around his age, and we saw it with Kyle Lowry, do you go for the upfront money or do you go for the sort of long-term stability? And I think the Raptors, I don't mind the, the Toronto Raptors giving the, the $28 million to Serge Ibaka. And in fact, I think it was Doug Smith who came out with an article saying that's around the number he expects Serge Ibaka to get. But that's only if it's a one-year deal, right? Like, you and I were kind of hesitant on giving Fred Van Vliet upwards of 28 29 over 25 million definitely that's where we we started to get a little bit hesitant giving fred that money but and fred's a more valuable piece i think both of us would agree especially with his three-point shooting and the way and lowry even though he's been remarkable he he is aging as well so but if it was just fred van vliet on a one-year deal i think everyone would take that for 30 million and i would take that for sergi baka as well but the hornets could come in here with an Al Horford type of contract. That's what I'm sort more so worried about. Where it's not just 28 million in one year, and then we maintain the the cap space for 2021 and all that sort of stuff. But I'm worried about the the Charlotte Hornets coming in like the Sixers did for Al Horford at the Celtics and saying, you know what? Let's give give this guy a four year, 28 million dollar per year season. You know what I'm saying? So. That is where you obviously have to draw the line for the Toronto Raptors. Sergi Baca, for as great as he is, he's, and obviously I want him to be the starting center going forward, but there's points in the Celtic series where he just couldn't guard those corner threes, and even though he was great shooting, rebounding, I don't think you invest that much money in a big man in today's NBA, especially if they're not super young or just Steph Curry from the three-point line. Yes, to an extent. To an extent, and we want to keep this focused on Serge Ibaka, obviously, this podcast, but it is relevant to bring in our conversation on Fred Van Vliet to say we'll basically match whatever anybody offers him because we're looking at the future of the Toronto Raptors, yep. and long-term, he's got to be that guy. You know, that's that's what we're looking for him to be. Ideally, you we give him a five... don't let talent like that walk. Sorry? You don't let talent like that walk when Fred Van No, you, you don't want to, although you could make the same argument. You know what? Are we regretting that we paid out Siakam? A lot of people would say yes. We say no. Whatever. Ideal situation, we give maybe a five-year, 100 mil, 20 year, mil per year for, for Fred. But 
But that's the reason you're going to pay this guy. And I agree 100%. We'll, we'll basically pay anybody on a one-year contract, whoever, uh, for the Toronto Raptors team, as long as it frees the cap space. But the only thing is, Ben, it is more interesting when you look at if the Raptors have to match a three-year contract, five-year yep. contract, whatever, at that 20-plus million, 25000000 million, $28 million, you're starting to get into crazy money here where you, you – like, have we reached the maximum amount of potential with Serge Ibaka? Maybe. You know, it's probably only going to go downhill for him. But, and unfortunately, we, we lost this podcast. We're going to come out with a new one on Marcus Gasol. But if it looks most likely that he's leaving and we let Serge Ibaka go and we're trying to say, well, let's hold a championship-ready core so that Giannis will be incentivized to come to the Raptors, I don't think the, Ra- the, the Tron could do it without Serge. And so if you're going to let him walk and you let Marcus all walk, wh- wh- where are they going to get any depth at the center position then at that point? Yeah, that, that's that's the big interesting question. Obviously, if Serge Ibaka goes, then maybe Marcus all becomes more attractive. Obviously, there's been other rumors surrounding him right now. Uh, Chris Boucher is a guy that people have been saying they want him to step in. He's the modern-day big, being a three-point shooter, mobile, even though he's not that not that big. The the Toronto Raptors' small ball lineup that they ran to close out the series against the Boston Celtics, that was really effective. Some people might want to see the Raptors take the route of a Houston Rockets team and play the, the micro ball with OG Anobi at center, Siakam at power forward, and so on. So there, there are some weird options, but I, I'm in agreement with you. You can't... Unless you're getting a new big man, and we just we also made the video on Montrezl Harrell. I don't think he's a starting center in today's NBA. He's six seven. He's micro ball without the three point shot. So I don't think he's really the the replacement option. But if you're letting Sergi Baca, and I don't even know if I'd rely on Marcus All for a whole season or even for just or most like stretches in the season right now with his age and how he looked in the playoffs, right? Like it's going to be tough to let Serge walk if we don't have a guy that can come in and eat up those center position minutes well and we said ben how how many bigs in the league can guard a big center and shoot the three and that's becoming the requirement but there's still not a lot of finesse there's not a lot of ability for guys to do that yet and you 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 have guys that are maybe a little bit less capable on the defensive end but can stretch the perimeter pretty well or you have guys that are just big and blocky they can defend the paint but they haven't developed a consistent shot so as far as i see it serge he's the reason he's going to command such a high price as a free agent is because he's found himself in that niche for now where he can do it on both ends better than most can at the five right and Mm -hmm. and that's the reason that I don't know, Ben. If, if if this was a dream scenario for me, the same way that a five-year, one hundred million dollar deal would be for Fred to accept, I would say it's a whatever you offer him, whatever you want, and then a second-year team option for Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I think I think that's that's where I was sort of going with this because Fred's gonna or Serge is gonna demand more money and. He wants to stay with the Raptors. That's that's a big thing here that we we want to preface. He's come out. I think there's a video of him being interviewed by someone saying that, uh, are you going to stay with the Raptors? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stay. Where else would I go? And all that sort of stuff. And yeah, the Serge, Serge, he might even take a more team-friendly deal, especially when compared to a team like the Hornets or other teams with cap space, the Knicks, etc. So I, I think the Raptors will find a way to retain him. But the question is, how do we do it? And I think... Paying Serge the same way we did Kyle Lowry, 
the a big upfront salary with a you know loaded in next year in the 2020-2021 offseason or 2020 that's that regular season not offseason you don't get paid in the offseason whatever but then having a team option as you mentioned or or some sort of deal where we can still have that cap flexibility for 2021 so if we do bring in a big free agent like not just Giannis but Oladipo these these sorts of guys that have been rumored and you know, we also have to keep some money spared for guys like Fred Van Vliet and OG Anobi, who, especially OG, was extremely valuable in the playoffs, right? Keeping flexibility for that offseason, Masai even said it in his, uh, in his presser, this postseason or post-bubble whatever presser, that he's looking to, to be flexible for that offseason, come out right and said it, so... It's I, I like the idea of a, a one year deal for Serge and a team option with still a lot of money for for Serge Ibaka this this upcoming season and the next. Yeah, and and if I'm if I'm the Raptors GM, if I'm president, whatever, I'm sitting down Serge Ibaka. The conversation's a little bit different than Fred because you're not sure. You know he he's not guaranteed. He's not. You want him to be better than what he currently is. That would be the hope for assigning Fred Van Vliet, right? But for Serge Ibaka, you know what you're getting. So I would sit him down. I'd say, my man. Mafuzi Chef, this is what the plan is. We need to have cap space to sign a big free agent. We also need you to be part of this team because with you, it makes our championship shot a lot better. And Mm -hmm. we want to make this work. And so if it has to be a short-term deal where you get paid as much as you want in this season and maybe we drop that down for the next couple years after, we'll do that. You know, but if if you're going to – if money is the only thing, you know – Maybe there's something else that we can work out. I, I I don't know, but I feel like there needs to be some sort of conversation and understanding that they want to be part of this, but they can't just go toss some money out because there there has to be a master plan. Yeah, that's that's big facts, and I guess the one thing I might throw at you, and it's been brought up, and I don't know if I agree with. I, well, I, I I'm gonna come out and say I don't necessarily agree with it completely, but there is worries that. You know the where the league is going, especially looking at the masterminds of Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse, go head to head, two of the the top coaches in the the NBA. That down the stretch of those games, there was no bigs allowed on the court, and maybe a, a part of that was Sergi Baca's ankle, and we can get into all the nitty gritty. But does it worry you a little bit to throw big money at a guy that couldn't play down the stretch of of Game Seven, Game Six games? against the Boston Celtics, against a, a team where they were just sort of picking them apart with the three-point shots. And even though Serge is probably one of the, the more mobile, more fluid big men on the court and can knock down the three on the offensive end, so it's not spacing or whatever, was still sort of getting, was a, a liability, so to speak, on the court. Would you be a little bit worried giving big money to him going forward? Or is is do you kind of disagree with some people saying that? No, I disagree with that because... Miami, you'd you'd keep him in down the stretch. They they'll yep. they're gonna keep Bam out of bio in. Milwaukee, they're gonna they're gonna play bigs down the stretch. Giannis is gonna be in there and Serge Ibaka can he can guard Giannis, you know, not the best equipped for it, but it's nice to have him down in, in the paint. Uh teams that play smaller, like Indiana, I don't think they're gonna take that next step. Boston is kind of the quintessential small ball team and then I would expect I don't know, if seventy sixers, I don't know what their future looks like, but Serge Ibaka would play down the stretch in that type of game too. Brooklyn, they're going to be a weird team because I'm not sure what the roster will look like and, you know, what would be the most effective lineup for them to close a game. But, you know, really Boston would be the one series where you definitely say, all right, small ball is going to be guaranteed. It's going to finish it out for both teams. But the majority of teams that you'd have to come through, the the other powerhouses in the East, 
he would be playing to close the game. I I would expect Ben. I don't know if you have a different opinion. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. And Serge Ibaka is even a player that you're not even that worried about as a big man. Like Marcus Gasol, I think that applies to a bit more. But Serge Ibaka, it was just the the needle threading by the coaches and Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse being just attacking whatever minimal weakness could be had. And obviously being a bigger guy, Serge Ibaka is a little bit less mobile. And that's just how it worked against the Celtics. All the other teams, I'm not worried. And honestly, I feel like we could figure out a way with Serge Ibaka on the court next year, whether it be weird zones or whatever against the Celtics. And we still brought it to seven. So we can't stress about that too much. And we didn't really have our, our main guy firing on all cylinders. Our, our top two guys, really, Fred and and Siakam, who were the main scoring options during the regular season at least, weren't firing at the, the highest of, of clips. So we'll, I think we'll be fine with Serge going forward. I think he's going to re-sign. The, the one worry, as we brought up earlier, is an Al Horford ridiculous type of contract for Serge. But if that happens, it is what it is. We we bring back Bismack Biombo from the Hornets, and it's that's just how it will play out. But let us know what you guys think. You're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Any last words, Riker? Uh, that's it, Ben, for me. Cheers.